Welcome to Your Life Matters Today, hosted by Dr. Cliff Robertson. Listen in close for tips and the tools you need to discover how to build your best life, overcome mental health challenges, and understand your self-worth. Now, here is Dr. Cliff Robertson. Good morning to Your Life Matters Today. This is Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. with the, uh, you know, you know, heading off this show, and and I've got a, a an awesome lineup for you today. But before I get into that, I just want to say something uh, real quickly. Uh, in in today's world, we are surrounded by things that are just trying to drag us down into the dirt, that are just trying to make us believe that we don't matter. But the very but the truth is. The real truth is your life does matter. God calls you his masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus for the good work he ordained for you from the beginning of time. You may walk in it. And I just want you to hear that. He says you are his masterpiece. Your life indeed matters. So no, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are, I want you to know that your life matters more than you could ever begin to imagine. I want that. I want that to soak in a little bit. Now, today we have a you know an, an awesome show. We're going to be talking about some tough topics. We're going to be talking about veteran homelessness, but in doing that, we're going to be um, not just talking about it from a theoretical standpoint. We're going to be talking about it from those that are on the front lines of battling veteran homelessness. We're going to be talking to people who are literally working with them every day, wor- working with our veterans. And we're we're focused we're focused on the Warriors Refuge, which is a veterans homeless shelter, counseling center, and vocational training facility located in West Columbia, Texas. It's been it's been around now for right at three years, and serving a, a ton of veterans on a regular basis. And and I just kind of want to go around. We've got uh, we've got several staff members here today. From there, I'm gonna. Uh, I want to just kind of go around the room here and, and let them introduce themselves, starting again with, uh, with Cesar Cantu. Cesar, go ahead. Hi, good morning. My name is Cesar Cantu, and I'm the executive director here at the Warriors Refuge. Welcome. All right. And we've got uh, Robert Heckler. Hello. Good morning. I'm Robert Heckler. I'm the director of operations for the Warriors Refuge here in West Point. All right. Next, uh, we're going to go to Sarah Vocal. Good morning. I'm Sarah. I'm the director here at the Warriors Refuge for our education and employment department. All right. And then we're going to have David Colley. Good morning. My name is David Colley. Um, I've been here for two and a half of the three years that we've been we've been here and I'm the senior case manager. Yeah. Just so you guys know that uh, other than those that were the founders, David was the very first other employees. So it's, uh, he's, he's, he's been around a while. So, um, you know, just to kind of, just kind of give the, you know, those out there listening, the statistics, you know, according to the VA at any one time in America, there can be between 30 and as many as a hundred, 30,000 to a hundred thousand veterans that are homeless on any given day in America. Those numbers are astounding. What is also overwhelming is the VA continues to tell us that the number of veterans that are at risk of being homeless is is even larger. Um, some numbers, you know, push that up over a million in this country are at risk of becoming homeless. So the problem is real. The 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 problem can be considered to be overwhelming. 
but I want you to know that there are men and women that are on the front lines fighting that battle today. So Caesar, kind of lead us off if you don't mind, and just 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 kind of talk about the mission there at at the refuge and and what are we doing? Well, we're we're in the process of rescuing veterans, um, whether they be on the street or um, they be in a situation where they could be homeless within a matter of days, a month. Uh, some of our veterans are on the last month of, of being able to pay rent or uh, feed themselves. Uh, our mission is to to rescue veterans, to give them a safe haven somewhere where they can get back on their feet, uh, be productive in society and get back out there, back in the game. And that's the the overall scheme of things here at the Warriors Refuge. Uh, so when they come in, um, they are coming from where? I mean, where, where, where are they coming from? So they come from all over the country, uh, anywhere as far as North Carolina, California, you name it. Um, most of our veterans come from the Texas area here, but we get calls from all over the country. Um, it doesn't matter as long as you are a veteran uh, for the U.S. here, you qualify for the programs that we have. And we have four programs in place. Okay. Robert, when, uh, when they, uh, you know, you've been, you know, you've been in a variety of positions there, there, there at the refuge from case manager to education, to operations, um, kind of, kind of talk us through, you know, a day in the life of they're at the refuge. I mean, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, what are you seeing? You know, you know, when you see these homeless veterans coming in, you know, what are you seeing? Um, kind of talk to me. So a day in the life of our residents here is, it varies from slightly from resident to resident. You know, we offer four programs to the VA GPD program. And depending on the program that they're in, depends on what kind of what their day looks like. But typically their day is, you know, they're three meals a day. They get um, classes from, you know, cognitive behavior, uh, resources such as AA and NA, trauma-informed PTSD courses, um, employment and education training. We have a heavy equipment program here that trains and certifies them and use multiple heavy equipment programs. We have a drone training program. So a lot of what their day-to-day is is going to be sitting, you know, going through classes or doing training and, and proactively productively working to improve their situation. And our goal is to get them to where they can kind of recenter, refocus while they're here and kind of get back on track and just kind of prepare themselves to be independently, you know, to be able to thrive independently once they leave here. So we offer, let's say, classes of financial management. So their day-to-day is spent through that. Um, They get a lot of time one-on-one. We offer multiple peer support groups, which is really valuable for them. Um, they get a lot of that camaraderie, which is important for a lot of these guys coming from military backgrounds. We get to where we can rely on that camaraderie and rely on each other for our own recovery and, and you know, changing our situation. So a lot of that, that community, that veteran community is restored here when they're in the building. So it's a little bit of adjustment when they first get here, um, you know, I will, I'll give you an example. We have a, a gentleman that came in that's been living in an abandoned house for like nine years with oh, wow. very little to no um, outside contact with people. And so his first couple of weeks here, his first week here was 
a little kind of like a deer in the headlights, very anxious for him. Um, but he's been settling in and he's interacting and he's, he walks around. He doesn't, he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been as reclusive as what you might expect in that situation. So these guys come from all different walks of life, from all different situations, from the street front or to, like you said earlier, coming out of bad situations, COVID put a lot of people in this building. So, you know, but when they first get here, it's mostly, we just kind of take it easy on them a little bit, let them get settled in and, and don't beat them up with a whole bunch of classes or a whole lot of demands, but let them get settled in for a minute or two and get, you know, uh, we have a battle buddy program in place that when they're brand new here, they get assigned another resident. That's a battle buddy for them that comes alongside them and helps them and coaches them to make that transition easier. Um, and, and, and Robert, when you say the term battle buddy, that's, that's a term that is very near and dear to your heart, isn't it? Well, absolutely. So those that, you know, anybody that's been in the military would know what that term means for the most part, but you know, I come from an infantry background and an infantry background, your battle buddy is your, is your lifeblood. That's everything. Um, you don't go anywhere without your battle buddy. You survive combat because of your battle buddy. And so when you're going through hard time and, and we say it here all the time that these guys are, a lot of these guys are in a fight for their lives, whether it be from PTSD or substance abuse or homelessness, they're in a fight for their lives. And the veteran culture never fights alone. And everything we do, we do with a battle buddy. So what we've done is we just instituted to make sure that they know they have a battle buddy in this fight while they're here. All of us are there alongside of them, but it's always important to have that one special person that's always got your back. And that's what that program does. Talk about your, 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 your service, if you don't mind for just a moment. Well, I served with a, as an infantryman with the 1st Cavalry Division, with the 1st Battalion, 9th Cavalry Headhunters. Um, I was in Fort Hood from 2001 to 2005, and I spent uh, from 2004 to 2005, I deployed in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom with the 1st Cavalry Division. Okay. Well, again, thank you for your service, sir. It's, uh, um, you know, you know it's, it's, it's an honor to have you on the show, and I know that the, you know, the team, you know, you know, you know for the team, it's essential. Um so um, as we're talking through this, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, Robert, is, is about the, uh, you know, is about the outreach. And, and we're going to get to everybody here, but I, I just wanted to s- stop and focus on this for just a moment because you actually go to, go to the street, you go to under the bridge, kind of talk us through what that looks like when you, when, you know, when you get there. So when one of the, when you said earlier, I've held many positions since I've been here. Um, but when I hired in with the refuge, one of my main focuses was to take on um, outreach um, for lack of better terms, for the sake of, of getting people in the doors and reaching out and, and not so much from the community awareness or any other aspect, more of just trying to reach out and grab the end user. And what and that outreach, um, I mean, if you're looking to bring homeless people into this building and homeless veterans into this building and, and find them, and you have to go where they are, and that is the street often. So we partner with another nonprofit uh, uh, twice a month. We go down into Houston to where uh, the, the congregations of homelessness are, and we serve coffee, and we hand out supplies. And basically what happens is is the other nonprofit is a large non is a, is a does the the full homeless population. So we partner with them. And the way I always say it is 
uh, Shannon, she cast a large net. <laughs> and then once she cast a net through her nonprofit, I'm able to go through and, and pick out the veteran fish, so to speak. So, and, you know, while we're serving coffee and stuff, I'll ask if there's any veterans in the group. And well, if they are, we talk to them and give them information about the refuge and kind of see where they are, collect information so we can verify their statuses and, and see about getting them in the doors. Because um, there are a lot of veterans on the street and, you know, and, the, and sometimes they, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily know about us. So we have to go out and let them know about us and give them the option. Well, you know, it is amazing because there's there, there are, are so many things out there for veterans, regardless of their situation. And but, you know, one of the things that that I've that I've seen repeatedly is that they don't always know about it. In fact, you know, right. one of the statistics that I that I often quote is that. Um, 70% of the people who suffer from PTSD do not know that there are ways to treat that. They don't even know that it exists, much less getting treatment. So it's, you know, it, 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 it is a, a huge need to, you know, to be able to get out there. And, and, and Robert, you were referring to that, to that other nonprofit that, that cast a wide, wide net. Let's go ahead and send them a pitch. So that's, uh, what do they do? that's, it's called the happy bean project. And her name is Shannon. And basically she runs a coffee trailer and she uses her coffee trailer that she sells coffee. And she uses that as a collection hub to collect supplies and her whole, uh, her trailer does all basically that's her outreaches to draw attention to the homeless needs. And she has a large social media following. She's fixing to open a brick, a brick and mortar store in Houston to be able to support that uh, endeavor also. But, and, and you know, you mentioned about veterans not knowing about, a lot of the resources. I want to, I want to comment on that because one of the things I learned in doing outreach is that as a veteran, I had no idea there were so many resources out there for veterans. And then I also found that there are a lot of the other resources don't know about each other. Right. And there's been a lot of good, uh, a lot of good work in the veteran service community to try to, to make those connections. And we're definitely gaining ground. It's great. So, and, and it's not just a veteran service organizations either. It's nonprofits like the happy bean and, and people that we're able to pair or partner up with and, and come alongside with to help further our mission. And they're all like, Shannon's always happy to have help, you know, to go and hand out, serve coffee. You know, I'm a, I'm a big giant bearded guy, but I'll you know <laughs> go out there and serve coffee and be a broista as she calls it and serve coffee. And, you know, and, and, and it's been great because we find ourselves in positions where we can talk to the veterans about their options. We, we find ourselves in conversations about the Lord quite a bit. And it's just it's, it's a great outreach all the way to be able to be on the ground and, and see it. And I've been able to take a lot of different staff members from the refuge to go and, and several other Sarah's team and Warrior Empowerment have, have stepped up and have been helping out with that outreach as well. And have been attending some of those days and events when I'm unavailable um, due to my demands here in the office, but, uh, it's been a team wide and even Mr. Colley's attended some big events. So the staff has been, it's not just me that gets out there on the street, there's many staff members that do it as well. And it's very important that for our staff that we see beyond the walls, but the more people we get out there on the street and and communicate and, and let them know about what we're doing, we can. Many hands make light work, right? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to you here in a little bit, Robert. So, so please hang with us. I want to talk to you about uh, your other role there at, at the refuge, the, uh, the campus pastor role here in a little bit, but um, you know, I have uh, uh, just, just so you know, you know, you know, for those of you listening, this is your life matters today. And I'm your host, Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr. And we're talking with the warriors refuge, which is a veterans homeless shelter 
counseling center and vocational training facility. And we're, we're talking about homelessness. We're talking about veteran homelessness and the issues and the challenges. And again, we're not just talking about it on a theoretical basis. We're talking to people who are on the front lines do, doing, you know, working with them every day. And, and if you would like to find out more information about, about the Warriors Refuge, feel free to go to their website at www.thewarriorsrefuge.us. Again, that is thewarriorsrefuge.us. Love to have you, love to have you get involved there. Um, now I would like to, um, I, I, would, I would like to go to David because I'm going to have David, David Colley, who's the, is the senior case manager and introduce himself in the beginning, but, but I'm going to get him because here in a minute, I'm going to, he's going to go out and, and be my roving reporter there at the facility. But David, you've been um, there at the refuge. Uh, how long again? Uh, June will be, uh, this month should be two and a half years. Two and a half years. January and, 2020. Yeah. Kind of talk me through wh- what you've seen develop there, there at the refuge. I mean, you were there when there were just a few people and just a few residents to, I think right. uh, tomorrow is a milestone, right? June second, being maxed out. Uh, by the by, the middle of this week, yes, we will be programmed full, okay. barring anybody leaving. <laughs> okay, which happens. It but, does happen. Uh, but uh, and sometimes it's a good exit. Sometimes, sometimes not. But but just kind of talk us through. You know, you know, you know, what have you seen over the last two and a half years? Well, like you said, I, I came in here in January of 2020. It was me and Caesar and one other person. And we were all in one office together. And I mean, most of the rooms weren't decked out. We had, I think, 15 people living here, half of which may have been veterans at the time, but most of them were just renting rooms and working in the plants. And we slowly uh, started bringing more more uh, veterans in. Caesar would go up to the, um, the VA and he would actually come come back he'd call me and say hey i'm bringing two in and i'd get the paperwork ready bed ready and well um, with the help of a lot of generous people we've got all our rooms decked out now our kitchen and uh dining facility is uh, you know 100 functional um and we've now got 55 residents and should be 58 by the end of this week wow wow that's a that's that's full load Kind of, kind of, kind of talk me through, you know, as the as the case manager, kind of, kind of talk me through this process. When somebody, you know, you know, when, you know, an outreach or or the VA now now, you know, let's just know there's there, there, you know, there's somebody. Kind of, kind of talk me through, um, sure. you know, this process. The process usually goes. The veteran will go to the VA. Uh, there's a clinic there called Clinic Four. H-packed, and they will interview them there and send us a referral. Um, once we get that referral, my intake specialist will um, call him or her, do a full interview with them. I will do a background check on them, and usually the next day we will talk to our VA liaison um, at, at the VA, and we'll make a decision on whether to bring that person in, and if so, what program we're going to put them in. Um, once that happens, um, we make preparations for the veteran to meet our van at the VA and come in. Um, he comes in, we do all the paperwork with him. We assign him a room, 
I assign a case manager to him, and we we go from there with it. Well, when uh, when when that person comes in, um, what you know, kind of talk me through what what it is that you're typically seeing because I know that you know there's times when they come in with literally nothing. Literally, I have seen. I mean it. It just you know amazes me. I've seen guys come in with literally nothing but the clothes on their back, no paperwork, no documents, nothing. And three to six months later, they're walking out of here with housing, with money in their pocket, and you know a new life experience. You know that's that that's just amazing to me. I mean, yeah, we we also get the ones that come in here that are just homeless. They've got you know drug and alcohol issues, and that's where all their money goes. Some of them or, you know, 80, 90, 100% service connected and make real good money each month, but they've got issues that need to be dealt with. We deal with that here. Um, some of them come in with just um, uh, PTSD issues or, you know, things like that. We deal with that here. So just whatever issue you come in here with, we've got something to help you deal with it. Well, and that, and that's so important because, you know, you know, one of the things that I, you know, that I really liked what Robert said and, 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 and you're reflecting here too, is that, you know, everybody comes from a different place, you know, you know, no two are exactly alike. And so, you know, you're not just trying to shove them into some sort of cookie cutter. This is, you know, this is, this is, this is the way, you know, that you will be treated regardless of your circumstances. It sounds like what, what you guys are doing is, um, helping them to grow as an individual, not just as, 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 you know, as another number. Absolutely. Well, that is, you know, you know, that is, that is truly awesome. Um, before we go to this, this this first break, I want to get to, I want to get to Miss Sarah and, uh, let's, let's talk about warrior empowerment. Hi. Well, like I said, I'm Sarah and I'm the director here, um, for our warrior empowerment project is what we call it. It's our education and employment, uh, program here. Um, We are funded through the Department of Labor through an HVRP grant, and that is a homeless veteran reintegration program. That's what it stands for. Um, So our we do uh, we have case managers here in our department. Uh, We have two of them. We also have a driver. We have a heavy equipment instructor. I know Robert kind of touched on our heavy equipment program, Um, and that's what we do. We have the drone program, the heavy equipment program. But more importantly than the fun stuff, we empower the the veterans through our case management, um, which we provide job assistance, job search training, uh, vocational training. Um, We do resume building. I myself am a certified financial education instructor, and I teach our financial class here. They do get a certificate at the end of it. We do career mentoring um, and professional development. So we really are... Our saying here in Warrior Empowerment is whatever it takes. So a lot of the times when we post on social media, we'll do hashtag whatever it takes because we really do whatever it takes. And it's not just us. Um, my other role here is I also do a little bit of outreach and I go to some uh, events to where it's as a community, we gather up and we meet each other. And just like what you were saying earlier, we don't really know that each other exists. And my saying is you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. (laughs) So we, we gather up and we tell each other what we do and we kind of, we form allies at that point and we kind of help each other because it does take a community. Like our, 
role here in education and employment, we can't just do it by ourselves. Just me and my case managers, we can't. We rely on you guys. We rely on other um, entities out there, other 501c3s, other people in the community to help these veterans. Um, like the old saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it does take a village to help these homeless, homeless and at risk of homeless veterans. And then that's another thing I was going to say is that we do provide services for homeless veterans and at risk of homeless veterans. Well, kind of talk me through what that difference is, Sarah, if you don't mind. What's the difference between somebody that is homeless and someone who is at risk of becoming homeless? What does that mean? So um, homeless veterans is uh, is basically somebody who who doesn't have a home to live, right? Right. right. So, um, and that's, People who are also receiving assistance through the government, usually they will be, uh, um, they can apply for our services. People who are at risk of homeless, I I don't know if this is a a politically correct term, but a lot of the times we like to say people who are couch surfing, I guess you can say. Right. Um, But a lot of the times it's a a broad spectrum, but right. Right. the homeless defined can also be found on the VA websites as well. We have, sure. we actually have, I'm actually reading out of what we have here. We have something called a 30 day program here in warrior empowerment where they they have to do certain things in 30 days before they can start work, before they can do any of the fun stuff. I like to call it. And I do have these defined here in front of me. Um, what, what like at risk defined, at risk to find has an annual income below 30% of the median family income um, has moved because of economic reasons two or more times during the 60 days immediately preceding application. So there's a long list of, of right. what it is to be at risk versus homeless. Well, and you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, you know, you know, many of us are, you know, 30 days away from or a paycheck right. away from being on the street and, you know, and, 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 and when we're in that circumstance, especially, you know, as soon as that job is gone, you know, we, you know, we start to fall into that category pretty quickly because, you know, we, we fall below the 30%, we do all those things. So, so there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's a, a huge need there. Um, Sarah, we've got just a minute before the break, but I, but I just want you to, um, when just, just, just kind of tell us when, when somebody comes to, um, you know, the refuge and, 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 and speaks to warrior empowerment. Um, what is, what is something that you want to make sure that these veterans know, if, if you could tell them one thing that's going to, um, kind of get them started down this road, what would that be? Well, let me start off by saying that I'm also a veteran of the Marine Corps. Um, and I, I, I want them to know that we're, we're here for them, not just for our, not just from a, a standpoint of the Warriors Refuge, but we're here for them spiritually. Um, I also was a case manager for my department before I stepped into the director's position a long time ago. And, um, and one thing I've always asked them when they come through is that, are they a believer? Um, and that's one thing that I like for them to know is that I, we are there for them spiritually, but also on paper as well. Um, and that's important. Yes, I think it's very important. And a lot of the times when I ask them if they're believers, they usually say yes. And then we kind of go from there. 
Well, you know, it's important that they know that there's more to this than it just being a job for you guys. It's, you know, there's, right. there's this genuine caring beyond just, just, you know, you're filling a seat and, and, and I, and I know that they can see that, um, uh, right. we, we're, we're wrapping up this segment, Sarah, we're going to come back to you after the break and I'm going to send David out to be our, 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 our roving reporter there at the facility. I think he'll like that. And, uh, for those of you listening again, this is uh, Your Life Matters Today. I'm your host, Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr. And we are talking about veteran homelessness today. And we're, again, we're not just talking about it from a theoretical standpoint. We have those that are on the front lines that are doing the outreach, that are, that are, that are bringing people into a shelter and, and helping them get the things they need to help push the restart button on life. If you'd like to know more about this organization, please go to thewarriorsrefuge.us. Again, thewarriorsrefuge.us. And if you're listening to this and you are a veteran, please give them a call at 979-345-3800. If they don't have an answer for you, they can certainly point you to where you need to go. Um, We're going to go to a break now. Again, this is Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. with Your Life Matters Today. Hang on after this break. We're going to talk about some of the other things that are going on, some of the other things that they're doing to help end veteran homelessness in America. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you're struggling to understand your self-worth or deal with mental health challenges, you will want to tune into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Dr. Cliff and his guests will help you understand and work toward what you need to build your best life. Your Life Matters Today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Hey, welcome back to Your Life Matters today with Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. I'm your host, and I just want to thank you for for listening in. We're, we're covering some some important ground today. We're talking about uh, veteran homelessness in America, and we're again, we're not just talking about it from a theoretical standpoint. We're talking about those that are on the on the front lines that are working with people uh, every day to help them push the restart button, uh, you know, on life. And, you know, I, I just think it's so important that we, you know, that we do that, that we, that we get real and that we're um, right in the middle of the solution. It's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to do it. And, and before we get back to the interviews, um, I, 
I just want to say this to everybody that's listening. I want you to know that truly your life matters. We, you know, this country is going through some horrendous stuff with the, with the shootings and with all the challenges that we're facing. And I'm not here to set a political agenda or talk about any of the, the things that are being battled around. The main thing I want you to know today is that your life matters more than you can ever begin to imagine. One of my favorite passages from the Bible um, is, from, is, is from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, where Paul is telling us that you are God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus for the good work that he ordained for you from the beginning of time so that you may walk in it. In other words, you are a masterpiece with a mission. So I want you to be thinking about that and never lose hope. Remember, regardless of what you're going through, your life matters. So, but now we're back to the, you know, we're back to talking with folks at the refuge. And in the, in the first segment, we, we talked a lot about what they do on a daily basis. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But before we get to that, um, I really want to explore some of the, some of the spiritual work that's, that's done there. Um, you know, it was talked about a little bit by, by Robert and, and a little bit by Sarah, but I want to have just kind of a little bit of a panel discussion here between uh, Robert Heckler, the director of operations, Caesar Cantu, the um, uh, executive director, and 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 Sarah, Sarah Vocal, the um, director of the Warrior Empowerment Project, and just kind of talk about just kind of talk about faith and and how big and a big how how important a part of this process to ending homelessness. That, that faith is. Anybody okay. fire off? I'll go first. Communication. Um, it's it's crucial for, and we speak veteran around here. Uh, so communication to the veteran is very different from, from just anyone on the street. Uh, you're just whoever, anybody, even a, a typical churchgoer. If, if we don't speak veteran, we can't communicate. And what I mean by that is we understand their needs uh, wants, you know, the things that they're going through. And it's taken time. It, it wasn't something that was just uh, handed to us. You know, it takes time, uh, spending time with that veteran and dealing with the the personal stuff going back and forth. And one of the first things that, that God does, I mean, is communicate to us, right? But if you ask folks on the street right now, have you heard from God? If they're honest, they're going to say 90% of the time, no, I, have, I haven't heard, you know, I don't. Um, someone who goes to church regularly might say, you know, yeah, this weekend I heard da 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 da. But the truth is that the average person does not hear or doesn't feel they hear directly from God. And so that gap in communication is essential. It's the first step. If we can't communicate with them on the level that they're at, we, um, and I've struggled with this. So this is not, it, it's personal. Um, this is not easy. It, it's, even with uh, folks that we've already had in the program for a while, still struggling to communicate. I had a veteran once tell me, you know, I asked him, what's, what's, what's the biggest thing that, that um, you're struggling with? He goes, I'm talking, but nobody hears. Me. You know, we weren't, at least he felt like we weren't communicating um, with him in a way that he felt that we were listening, you know, and so there's that that gap. There's a huge gap. And although I may know his needs, uh, he may not think he needs that. For instance, like a permanent address. 
for, uh, or at least an address for three to four or five months, you would think, what's the big deal? Well, so much of their life has to catch up with them and it needs an address, right? It needs a place where it can catch up and then they can work on fixing those things. And, and just something like an address is a huge challenge for some of our veterans because they're like Sarah said in the first session, they're, they're couch surfing. They're going on from place to place to place. Um, when a veteran leaves our program with, uh, and at untimely, in other words, before he's supposed to go, we get his mail for like the next two or three months. And some of them have applied for a driver's license. Some of them have applied for social security and all that stuff, you know, starts to come in. So it's, it's vital that they have an address somewhere that they're grounded for a certain amount of time as things catch up and they're able to deal with them and communicating that uh, is, is tough sometimes, you know, when we're so used to just moving, running from our problems. And that's a real spiritual aspect of, of dealing with homelessness. You know, it really is. It really is. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much to it. It's not just about preaching a message to them. It's, you know, you know, one of the things you mentioned that I thought was so, was so critical is I'm talking, but nobody's really listening to me. Nobody really hears me. And, 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 and I would imagine that there are people out there listening today that can absolutely relate to that where they, where they don't feel heard. And, right. and that's one of the things that I, that I love about our relationship with God is he tells us that he hears us. He hears us, Robert, kind of, kind of chime in. You've got, you've got a additional role there at the, at, at, at the refuge. Yes, I do. So when I, I, I laugh about it all the time. It's I caught God meeting me in the middle. Sometimes when I accepted a call to ministry, one of the things I asked God was, Lord, don't make me a pastor. <laughs> I don't want to be a pastor. So, and what he did is he met me in the middle because, and so to speak, he made me a pastor, but he made me a pastor in a very untraditional sense. Um, you know, I started preaching here in summer of last year before I was ever a full-time employee here. And when I came to work full-time here at the refuge, I'd already had that pastoral relationship with a lot of the residents here and it evolved into my case management work. And then ultimately, you know, when I became the director of operations, I honestly felt like that would, that would hurt um, that relationship. And honestly, it hasn't. And what I noticed is when, when I made director of operations, I said, okay, I see what you did, Lord, you, you know, I got to handle the business end of it and the spiritual end of it. Thanks for making me a pastor. <laughs> you know, so, but I, I'm thankful for it because I get to be a pastor in a, in a body of Christ and that's growing. And there's this, and one of the most interesting things that I find here when I talk to veterans here is that a lot of them feel like they're being punished um, for choices that they made. A lot of them feel like God doesn't love them because of the situation that they're in. A lot of them suffer from fear um, we had a, a, a Bible study last week. And one of the things was, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm afraid of being successful. I'm afraid of myself. You know, I'm afraid of, of a lot of things. So, you know, the Bible calls us to preach the gospel. And, you know, I think that there's so much more to the gospel than just, Hey, if you don't, if you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell because that is the gospel. But the reality is, is that these veterans need to know and understand that, even Jesus spent some time in the, in the wilderness. 
that the Israelites spent some time in the wilderness. And sometimes God lets us find, find ourselves in places that are uncomfortable. And, and I say it all the time when I'm preaching is the most beautiful place, the most beautiful thing about rock bottom is there's nowhere to look but up. And, and, and you have to have a firm foundation to build on and rock bottom is rock bottom. And that's a good foundation to build on. And so our, my goal here at these guys is to let them know that your relationship with, with Christ doesn't promise you rainbows and butterflies. It just promises that no matter what, I'm going to be with you and I'm enough. And it's trying to get them to understand that God does love them. They're not being punished that a lot of it is there's some, a lot of accountability in it too. And right. that accountability is, is that we often, a lot of times are in situations due to some choices that we made, but we still have the ability to make choices. We still have ability to make new choices. We have the ability to make the choice to no longer consume alcohol or to use drugs or to make a choice to I don't want to be homeless anymore, to make a choice that I want to pursue Christ in an unrelenting way. We can still make choices today, regardless of the fact and that Christ covers all those bad decisions and all those sins with at the cross. And it's very important to just relate to them and understand them that, hey, yeah, sometimes life is hard, but Jesus wasn't spared hardship. God's own son was, was, was crucified on the cross, the most horrific death anybody could experience. What makes us think we're special? You know, so sometimes we're going to, life's going to be hard and, and, and just reassuring them that, Hey, even in the hard times, God loves us, that those hard times build our faith and build our, build our strength and our resolve. And that the fact that they're here in this place is an example of God delivering them out of their wilderness on an outreach recently in Houston, I had a gentleman, um, he wasn't a veteran, but he came up to me and he said, man, I want to know why God's got me out here. I said, maybe he's just trying to get you to listen. And I said, you know, and, and, and that's, just came to me in the moment and I caught myself and God, I don't know if that was the right answer, but it was the right answer because he goes, you know what? I never thought about it like that. I said, you know, sometimes you have to be in the wilderness and be tempted and be out there and you have to spend some time in the wilderness to get close to God. And, this is your wilderness and just rely on God. He's going to get you out of it. And you just got to surrender it all to him. And, you know, veterans that come in our facility here, they come from all different levels of faith from absolutely none to from, I would say probably atheism to none, but the good news about it, you can't walk through the doors of these buildings without feeling the love of Christ and feeling the Lord work. And, and we don't have to shove it down anybody's throat. Our staff is good about just presenting Jesus in the way that we work and and doing the work. And that's what it's all about, because you're not going to force religion down people's throats. You're not going to force Jesus down people's throats. We just show them that God loves them, that Jesus loves them, and that we're here to help them and, and let God take care of the rest. We don't change anybody. We just introduce them to the one that can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and, you know, and, and that's beautiful because, you know, you open the door and it's their choice to walk through it. And if they walk through it, God standing there with open arms. And if they don't, well, that's, that's, that's their right. choice too. It's, it's the choices Absolutely. that you talked about. And, and Sarah, I know that, that, that faith is a big part of, of who you are. It, it is who you are. So, uh, can you, can you kind of talk about, um, how, how, how faith and this, and, and, and this position and all the things that you do, how that all works together too? Yes, I can. Um, 
And it's so funny because I, I was in a bad spot years and years ago um, on the other side of it, if you will. And I remember being in a facility and talking to counselors and thinking to myself, man, they're so much better than me. I saw it was like I, I, I put myself here and then they were over here. And remembering that with, with my role now, one thing that, that I, I, I like for these uh, veterans to know is that we're, we're the same. We're not, I'm no different. And it all goes back to um, in the book of Philippians 2, 3, do nothing out of rivalry or vanity, but in humility, regard each other as better than yourselves. Amen. Be humble and uh, because titles mean nothing, right? We're all one of right. the Messiah. And my, my thing here is that um, we're, we're no better than they are and they're no better than we are. And, and, and I think that if we come from a humble heart, just like Messiah, he, that the, the spirit of humility versus the spirit of pride, I think that we can do good for these veterans. And I think they need to know this. I think that in order to reach these people, not just them, but their hearts, because it all starts in the hearts, right? I think that when we can reach their hearts, then they'll be able to take our advice, listen to us. Um, I, I don't want to be their mama. Neither does the case managers. We don't want to be the, the parents beating them with the ruler. Um, we want to get down on their level because we are on their level. It's not a matter of getting theirs. We are on their level. We've all been there. We've all done it. Um, and, and I like for them to, to know that in Messiah, especially with where they're at now, that in, in, in the book of James, we read that testing of your faith produces perseverance. And it, it's so funny because, and I just thought of this um, a few months ago, I also run a ministry outside of here. And a few months ago, I was researching my name and my name, Sarah in Hebrew also means perseverance. And so I thought, how, how cool is that, right? For what I do here and how cool is that trying to, trying to teach that to others about um, persevering through through what they're going through, because we all have, we've all been there. We're still all going through it. We're still all going through it every day. Well, I, our ministry here at the Warriors Refuge, Satan attacks us all the time and we Absolutely. just have to persevere through it. And, um, and I think that's just one of the things that I, I wanted to say out loud that was put on my heart through Yah is to say that humility, it to me is the most utmost important to reach these veterans, to be humble. So and you know, Sarah, I can see that. You know, I can see that. In, you know, you know, in everybody who is who is on this, um, you know, show today, is that there's just there's a there's just this overwhelming humility. None of us are 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 better than anybody else. And if we approach them from a from a better than you are mentality, all we do is push them away. Right. And in other words, we close that door that well, they, they, you know, yeah. that God wants to open. They shut down. Of course they do. So. And and any of us would. And any of right. us would. Well, I want to thank you guys for for, for, for that sharing of the faith. Um, before the break, I told you that we were going to have 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 David Colley go to uh, go and go and visit with um, our uh, our kitchen manager, um, David. Let's uh, let's let's bring Teresa on if you don't mind. All right, she's here. Hey, All right. hey, Teresa, how are you doing? I'm fine. Good, good. I want you to I want you to introduce yourself to. Uh, those that are out there listening. And, and can you move a little bit further over into the screen? 
There you go. Oh my goodness. There you okay. go. You're, oh, okay. you're good. Okay. You're good. Tell us about yourself. How, how, how long have you been at the refuge? Um, let's see, a year and eight months. Um, and t- tell us is, what you do. I'm the director of the kitchen. So I okay. make the menu. I uh, feed the little bodies. <laughs> I'm the mama in the kitchen. And most of the guys call me mom. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. How many, um, you know, you guys do three meals a day. Have, 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 have you ever added up how many meals that you serve on a daily, weekly basis, you know, based on the numbers? No, not really. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's 58 guys in here. It's three meals a day. And I'm going to include sack lunches. Um, how many is that? 180 meals a day. 5,220 meals a month. How yeah. many? 5,220 meals a month. That's, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of meals. A lot of food. That's a lot of food. So kind of, kind of, I mean, but, but you don't just dish out food. You, you, you dish out something else too, Teresa, don't you? Um, like Sarah and Robert said, um, I'm a firm believer that they need to know where you came from, the walls that you hit, the mountains that you had to climb. And I tell each and every one of them, my past is not clear. And God has forgiven me of everything I've ever done and continues to give, forgive me every day for the things that I do today. Um, I have lots of hugs. I, um, I tell them anytime they need a shoulder to cry on, a big old hug, I got it. Come see me. I'm here. Um, but most of all, I, I'm a firm believer in being humble. Um, I received this job just through God. It was just God's putting me in the right place with the right man at the right time. Amen. Um, I have a background in uh, sexual assault and domestic violence, and this is somewhat the same and somewhat not. Uh, they're homeless. They're hopeless. But we're going to bring them hope, and we're going to find them a home, and we're going to love them. And Robert tells them in the meetings every day, we love you. And they need to know we mean that because I know I do. Even with their little attitudes, <laughs> when the mama bear comes out. <laughs> I hear you. And, and, you know, you know, Teresa, we can just, uh, you know, we, you know, we can hear it in your voice and we, you know, and, and, and for those of you that are able to watch this, we can, you know, we can see it in your smile. And, and, and I just want to just, just thank you for all you do. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have. To, we were. We were going to go out and and and, and get some. Uh, you know. You know. Interview some of the veterans there, but we're but we're running out of time. What I'd love for everybody to do just just kind of just kind of give just a just a just a quick one or two sentence um, thing you want people to know. Let's just begin with you, Robert. Uh, if you could just tell them one thing, what would that be? The I would say the one thing I would say is that these guys, um, these are my family. They're special to me. This is a, this is a veteran community. These guys have signed up and that the fight never, we can never stop fighting for them that we have to be relentless and, and intentional in our fight. And, you know, the more the merrier in the fight, so to speak. So it's, um, we're never going to give up. We're going to keep doing what we're doing until it's not needed anymore. And I hope that one day that comes soon. I hope that it comes a time where we can just close the doors and back up. Everybody's good. We don't need them, but 
we're going to be here until, we're going to be here until they are and we're going to show them Christ and we're going to show them that they're loved and that we're here to come alongside them and serve them and and to give them you know the chance to to make a difference all right david give me uh give me a sentence or two as opposed to the paragraph we got from robert <laughs> i'd just like to say that warriors refuge we're here to make a difference in veterans lives sarah sarah talk to me we are here to empower veterans and i want to say that to me my job is not like a job this is like my second family so Amen. Amen. Caesar, close us out. We love veterans. We love our veterans. They're ours and we claim them. And uh, this is by far one of the toughest jobs I've had uh, in my life. And if I hadn't been prepared by the Lord beforehand, uh, I probably would have cut and run a long time ago. It is not easy to serve our veterans. Um, some of them don't want the help, honestly. Um, they feel like they don't need that particular help, but we love them anyway. We're going to love them through it. Well, and you know, I know that you guys do. And and again, for those out there listening, this is Your Life Matters Today. We're just about done uh, with today's show. But for those of you listening, I also want you to know that if you'll go to their website, thewarriorsrefuge.us, and find out more about them, donate if you can. Love to have you become a part of that because they're on the front lines fighting veteran homelessness every day. Now, one thing though, that I want you to, that I want you to get from this, that they tell every veteran is that God loves you. And I want you to also hear that your life matters, matters beyond what you could ever begin to imagine. And you don't have to be able to change the world. You don't have to be able to you know, do these huge things. If you could just do one thing to make a difference in somebody's life, and maybe they don't even know about it. Maybe you help somebody across the street. Maybe you give to a cause around the corner. Maybe you give to this cause. What I want you to hear is that will make a bigger impact in your own life than you could even consider. What you can even consider. And I just want you to know that. I want you to know that, that your life genuinely matters. It makes a difference. This world is a better place because you are in it. And you make a bigger difference every day than you can even know. I want to thank you guys for listening in today. We've had the Warriors Refuge staff fighting on the front lines with veteran homelessness. We are officially out of time. Thank you so much. I look forward to, to talking to you next week. God bless and make it a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life Matters today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Have any questions for Dr. Robertson? Join us on next week's show and share your story or thoughts. We hope we've helped you overcome some of your deepest inner struggles. Have a beautiful week.